All right, welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And before we jump into our movie this week, we want to start with a couple disclaimers about our last episode. <laughs> so number one, we don't hate dogs. We hate our roommate's so-called dog. Um, I don't hate her. I would say she's not really a dog. She's more like a rat. I hate she's her. she's just really <laughs> dumb. Um, but we love dogs in general. Very big dog right. people. Can't say the same for cats. No. But we love dogs. Just wanted to get that out there. Before people come after us. <laughs> oh, also, All of our haters out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many of you guys. Um, also, obviously, we didn't get kidnapped because we finished the podcast. What had happened was, what had happened was, um, <laughs> our neighbor came over and they were inviting us to, like, an end-of-summer barbecue that they were doing. It was, it was like, a little, like, handwritten note that was yeah. really nice. They, like, put it, like, in our mailbox that's, like, right next to our door. Yeah. And to get the, and to get from our house over to, or from their house over to our mailbox, he had to walk by my window. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really nice, but we just didn't know it was happening. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our fine. roommate walked in and she's like, hey, this is the letter from our neighbor, and we're like, Oh, I guess it wasn't someone yeah. trying to <laughs> kidnap us. We're just paranoid, us. obviously. Um, we are young females. We have a right to be. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, it was really just a nice gesture. So, yeah, but he heard us screaming about DCOM, so that's fun. <laughs> he probably thinks we're insane. <laughs> it's okay. At this barbecue, we're going to be like, check out our podcast. We're going to get a lot of new Oh, listeners. yeah. They're going to love it. They're going to love our um, cussing. Not that we do that much, but. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Jumping in, okay, so this week's movie is called You Lucky Dog, which I had never heard of before. I'd never seen commercials for it. I'd never seen it, like, playing on Disney Channel ever. I mentioned this last time, but I thought that this was Hounded, which is the one that has um, Taj Maori in it. It was not. <laughs> There's a lot of Disney Channel movies about dogs. There are, but I thought that this was that, and it is not. So I had never seen this, but then some parts made me feel like I had seen parts, but we'll get to that. Okay, so this movie is from 1998. It stars uh, 90s heartthrob Kirk Cameron, or I guess he was 80s. Um, Kirk Cameron is most famous for being on Growing Pains. He is DJ Tanner's brother. He even guest starred in an episode of Full House. I've never seen Growing Pains, but I have seen that episode many times. Wait, DJ was in Growing Pains? No, DJ is his her sister in real life. Oh! Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Got it. <laughs> I feel like my mom's probably told me that, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I remember that, because my mom, there was an episode where he, like, plays their cousin, and then it was, like, one of, like, the really early, early ones. DJ was all excited, because they were, like, friends, and he's, like, a nerd, but then he, like, comes in, and he's, like, super hot, and he's, like, what are the guys now? And DJ's, like, I just want to hang out with my cousin, but I'm a girl, and they won't let me, like, play football and shit. It was a good episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, and so what he does now is he mostly makes, like, Christian-themed movies, which, you know, good for you. But the girl who plays the lawyer is, uh, she was also in Growing Pains and is his wife in real life, and they have six kids together. Oh, my God. They met on Growing Pains and got married and have six kids, and they're still together. Well, I saw that they were both on Growing Pains. Did you also see that she was on Full House? She was in Full House? No. Wait, Chelsea Noble? Oh, wait, is that the secretary? No, I think that that was the main girl. Um, it said that she played Samantha on Full House. That was the one that Uncle Jesse dated before Becky. It's, like, in, like, the first or second season. Oh. I looked up a picture of her, but I don't really remember her character. Yeah, I don't know. I Jess thought that you might. Jesse had a lot of bitches during, like, the first, like, couple seasons. <laughs> he had all those bitches. Yeah. That, that bullet? Yeah, well, like, and I'm sure she probably had, like, you know, like, those spiked, like, 80s bangs. Oh, she did, and she was wearing, like, a workout outfit. Yeah, I don't remember that off the top of my head because, like I said, there were there were a lot of girls for Jesse in those first couple seasons. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I wanted to mention um, this movie does have an original song. It's played during the opening credits and the ending credits. It's kind of nice. It's called Togetherness. It reminded me of like you've got a friend in me, like yeah, her story. I was about to say that. And I looked it up. It was nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> I have some other um, info on the other actors and actresses. Oh, yes. So, Christine Healy is the one who played, I think her name was Phoebe, one of the, like, rich uh, nieces of the guy who died. Spoiler, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but the timer just went off because our roommate's making cookies. Anyway, she was in Buffy. She played the Guardian. I don't remember who that is, but if you watch Buffy, maybe you do. You're probably better than I am. But... Were they in 7th Heaven? Yes, they were. <laughs> she was in 7th Heaven. Her character was Stan's mother, 
and that episode, so Stan was friends with Simon, and Stan, like, stayed over at the Camden house, and there was, like, something wrong with him. Like, you could tell he just, like, didn't want to go home, and he's like, can I stay another night? And Simon's like, yeah, sure, like, what's up? And then Stan was like, I'm afraid to go home. My sister's in a gang. Wait. The storyline was that his sister was in a gang. Uh, I would just like to mention Stan was white, as was his sister. Not saying that, like... I don't know. Anyway. Um, was she, like, was she, like, a core member of the gang? Because, like, I don't know much about gangs, but I feel like they're mostly, like, men, and then, like, the women are just kind of, like, the ones who date them. No, she was in the gang. There was, oh, like, damn. a gun in her room. The oh. parents, but, like, the parents didn't really care. Like, Reverend Camden went over and was like, hey, we think that you're, there's something going on with your daughter, and they're like, leave us alone, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah, so she was on Seventh Heaven. Um, Christine Cavanaugh, who was the secretary who's only in the movie for, like, five minutes at the very beginning, she was in a lot of, she voiced a lot of characters, so she was Chucky and Rugrats. Oh, she that's was, probably why her name's not. I guess the, I didn't do as good, as good of research as I usually do. She was in The Weekenders as Tasha. She was in Recess. Um, she only played, like, kind of random characters in Recess, and she was Dexter in Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. Yes. Um, um, oh, my name is Dexter. That's my Dexter impression. <laughs> uh, Jane Carr was the... Jane Carr, yeah. Well, I... The British maid. She, um, I remember her, I saw her in something, like, a really long time ago, and I was like, she sounds so familiar. And ever since then, I've, like, remembered who she is, because she's Cosmo's mom in The Fairly Odd Parents. She was also in the Hannah Montana movie. I don't know. I don't know who she played. I I've only seen the Hannah Montana movie like once or twice. Same. I should have written down who she played, but I don't remember. But yeah, but the thing I know her from is that she voices um, Cosmo's mom, the one with like the green hair that goes straight up. <laughs> I don't really remember Cosmo's mom, but I'm sure if I saw a picture, I'd remember. And lastly, yes. um, the one who played Ruben, look, he was the not evil of the two evil bad guys. Um, I, I, his name's Taylor. I didn't write down his last name because I'm dumb. Uh, he was in Angels in the Outfield, but I don't really remember him from that. But he's he been looks, in, like, every... He he's so familiar to me. I know he, he was, was in an episode of Wizards of Waverly yeah, Place. Yeah, I wrote that down. He, but he's been just, like, a care Like, he's been in, like, at least one episode of, like, everything. Well, he was in an episode of That's So Raven. He was also in an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which... Hey, our guy, Uncle Phil! Uncle Phil was in this movie for most of the notes. I wrote his name down. Same, I have no idea what his name was. I just have him as um, Uncle Phil. His name was Calvin, I believe, but we have him written down as Uncle Phil. Also, the only other thing I noted is that a bunch of these people were in a show called Judging Amy. Don't know what that is, but a bunch of them were in it. It's the same vibe as last time when all of those people were in iZombie. Don't know what the deal was, but... That's the it. The same people like to work together, I guess. I don't I guess know. So. I'm not in show business. So after that very long intro, we can get into <laughs> the story of You Lucky Dog. Okay, so this movie opens up with, uh, there's pictures of, like, a young boy and a dog, and the song Togetherness is playing. They're, like, you can tell that the boy and the dog are close. And there's, like, newspaper head headlines that say, Boy Can Read Dog's Mind. Which, I would, I'll have to say, this is not the direction I thought this movie was going to go. <laughs> well, whenever I saw the, like, picture for the movie, I kind of had a slight memory of what I thought it was going to be like. Because I feel like, again, I think I've seen, like, parts and bits of this movie. And I was really not looking forward to watching this movie. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was wasn't like, really. I was, well, like, also, forcing myself to do it. I thought it was weird because it was a Disney Channel, Channel original movie, but there's no kids. Yeah. Like, is. most Disney Channel original movies, at least, like, there's usually, like, teens or at least preteens. There was one kid. Who there was, was one there. kid. He's in it for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. That was <laughs> weird. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, one of the headlines is, he's thinking of a meaty bone. Yeah, and I, I wrote that down. I was like, uh, yeah, every dog is. You yeah, I could probably dog. read that dog's mind, too. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they never really address at all, but I read in, like, one of the headlines was, Orphan Boy Can Read His Dog's Mind. Orphan so Boy. An orphan? They never talk about that. Oh, I, I didn't that they know were that. they bring that back up, but that was, like, the, the headline of the newspaper <laughs> and, like, the beginning montage. So, they never talk about that again. Hmm. It's a little weird. Well, we open up on a dog therapist's office. Mm -hmm. A dog therapist. <laughs> I mean, those exist. There's, like, a whole show about that. Like, the dog whisperer. <laughs> the one who told John but I don't think he needs to eat before Petunia to show his dominance. <laughs> but none of them can claim to read the dog's mind. At least I don't think so. I've never watched dog therapy shows. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know. Maybe do. he could read Petunia's mind. <laughs> um, so, anyway. 
the secretary in the dog therapist's office explains to um, these two clients that are sitting there that the doctor, the dog therapist, the doctor, will get to the root of the problem. Uh, the husband is a skeptic because he's like, this guy cannot read my dog's mind, but my wife says so, so whatever. So then we see um, the doctor in his office with the dog, and I, I don't really know why these sessions had to be private at first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If I was a pet owner and this dog therapist was like, no, this needs to be a private session, I don't... Maybe the dog... <laughs> <laughs> might not want to share if the owners are there. <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. Maybe but anyway, anyway, we see that the doctor is just sitting there sleeping. Yeah. So we can tell already that he's a fraud. Yeah, after seeing those newspaper articles, we're like, okay, oh, so in the articles, he's like younger, he's like a teenager, right. and then he's now like an he's adult. Older. Now. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if this was a scam that you're trying to keep up, why would you just go in your office and sleep with people right outside? I think he just, like, fell asleep. Like, I think it just happened. But they don't ever explain that more Well, either. he's not very good at it. No. Like, you better run a scam. Be good. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the husband and the wife, they barge in, and they catch him sleeping and not doing anything. And they're like, oh, I'm taking the dog. And he's like, no, no, we're just doing a, an exercise or something or whatever. And then, but they were like, no, I'm going to call the mayor on you for running a fake business. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to get you shut down. <laughs> uh, while this is happening, we also see this man in a limo with, like, a dog in the car. And he's reading these newspaper headlines about, like, ooh, this guy communicates with dogs and Seems all this legit. stuff. Yeah, and he's, like, petting his dog so you know that they're, like, good friends. And we see Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil! <laughs> he is played by Calvin, but we'll probably call him Uncle Phil the entire time because that's what my notes say. Same. So, <laughs> oh wait, Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't know if, <laughs> oh, yeah. if we had to make that. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Phil. <laughs> um, the the old man who walks in's name is Clyde Windsor. I call him Windsor for the rest same. of the time because who cares? Or about old man. Name? Yeah. <laughs> so they walk in and um, he's like, "Hey, my dog Lucky has been having a hard time. We think that you could really help him." Oh, this was. Um, before this happens, the secretary starts, like, leaving and, like, packing up her desk because she's like, this is too stressful. Like, you're scamming all these people. And she's like, um, yeah, and she's, like, about to leave. And then he walks in. And, like you said, he brings in his dog with Uncle Phil. And <laughs> Kurt Cameron's like, mm, maybe a chewing disorder or tail anxiety or something like that. Yeah, something. And we can tell that he really needs this customer because he doesn't have any customers. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, like, when are you available? And he, like, tries to play it off. And he's like, oh, I, I think we had a cancellation. You can come in right now. <laughs> yeah, so he brings the dog, like, back to his room. And he makes him, like, sit on this chair. And he, like, sits <laughs> him down. And you can tell there's something wrong with the dog because the dog lays down, you know, like he's really mm -hmm. in therapy when one of those chairs... <laughs> And Kirk Cameron starts talking to him, and he's like, "I, what am I even doing? You know, I could read minds, dog minds as a kid, but I can't anymore. Which, like, I mean, <laughs> I guess, like, if you could read dog minds as a kid, you might not be able to get a job as an adult. But also, like, if you stopped when you were 14, why would you continue this as your career? See, I thought they were going to do something about, like, oh, he had this really special bond with this dog that he had. No. They didn't. He didn't even, like, have his own pet dog or anything. Yeah. Like, I can read dog lines. I think that there must have been more to the story that got cut to keep it, like, short, <laughs> but they cut the important parts because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So, he's, like, talking to the dog, and he's like, well, I could read him as a kid, but I can't anymore, but I still open to this practice based completely on a lie. Yeah. And so, he's, like, sitting there, and all of a sudden, he hears this, like, weird noise. It's like, boom, boom. And he's like, what was that? And he, like, looks around, and the like, dog's, what like, are you looking at to? him. And then he, like, hears it again, and he's like, what is that? And he's like, what are you doing? He, like... He, like, kind of freaks out. So then he takes... Uh, Lucky is the dog's name. Mm -hmm. And he brings him back out, and he's, and he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble getting through to him or whatever. Uh, and Mr. Windsor's like, no, no, like, you, you have to help. But then he hears um, the dog bark again, or what that noise was. Yeah, it's just, like, him, like... Like, you don't really, like... a message in his brain. It's just yeah, like, you don't like, really, like, think that it's, like, a bark at first. It's not a bark at first. It's just, right. like, he's, like, sending it to him telepathically, basically. Right, and then he says that Lucky is sensing hostility from three people in the home. And Mr. Windsor was like, what? How did you know about that? Mm -hmm. um, he tells him he has a remarkable gift. Right. And he's like, here, take this money. I now know what is bothering Lucky. And uh, his name is Jack... I think. Yeah, his name's Jack. Yeah, Morgan. his name's Jack, yeah. and he's like, um, it's not. Whenever he's like, you have a gift. He's like, it's not a gift. It's a curse. 
Yeah, um, so the Uncle Phil and Windsor leave with Lucky, and then Jack is talking to the secretary, and he's like, I, I feel like I was able to read that dog's mind again, but he doesn't say it in so many words. He's just, like, trying to express that, and the secretary's like, Jack, you haven't had that since you were 14. Right. <laughs> um, and at the same time, the mayor's office calls. Yeah, that was quick. Like, the mayor has nothing better to do than to shut down a <laughs> fake dog therapist. So then we saw this transition of two weeks later, and the movers are taking everything out of Dr. Jack's office, because apparently this guy got his business shut down. And he's, like, on the phone trying to save it as they're moving everything It's been out. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. As they're moving everything out, he's on the phone trying to save it, and then the movers, like, unplug the phone, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, so then Uncle Phil walks in, and he says, unfortunately, Mr. Windsor has passed away, and Jack is needed at the estate for Lucky. And Jack is kind of like, um, okay. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't have a job anymore, so might as well. Uh, so then we cut to um, a lawyer who is reading uh, Mr. Windsor's will to his niece and two nephews. And <laughs> this is my favorite part of the movie. Because, okay, so she's reading the will. And she's like, okay, now for the inheritance. And we can kind of tell that Mr. Windsor is, like, very rich, has a very lavish lifestyle, uh, kind of like this old billionaire. And we can also tell that the niece and the nephews are, like, very selfish and just, like, right. they're like, what the do we reasons. get? They're all about themselves. And they look like it, too. Like, they look like villains in a movie because that's who they right. are. So. so he's like, so the lawyer goes, first nephew, you are only interested in your own comfort, so I'm leaving you my lazy boy recliner. <laughs> niece. You only care about your vanity, so I'm leaving you my full-length mirror. And then we get to the last one, the, and this guy's making comments the whole time. He's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm yeah, he's like, I'm, I get it all. I get the whole $64 million. Yeah, with $64 million in 1998 money. <laughs> um, whenever Karen and Drew just say that, do they actually, like, look it up or they just make I it don't up? know. I never know. <laughs> so $64 million in 1998 is, like, 102. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pre-2008, pre-Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq War. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, $64 million. <laughs> so, so we find out that the third nephew also doesn't get it. He doesn't get jack shit. Right, he says, you're a numbskull, so I give you nothing. <laughs> Those were the exact words in the will, numbskull. And they're all like, what just happened? Because they're and, the only living relatives of this guy. Right, and they're, um, the lawyer says that the pres that the $64 million has been placed in a trust fund, but a trust fund for whom? <gasps> What's going on? So Jack and Uncle Phil show up to this huge grounds, like it's literally right. like a fucking mansion, it's like Genovia over there, and... So yeah, the nieces and nephews are all arguing with the lawyer as they pull up, and Jack gets out of the car, and they're like, you... They kind of, like, already deduce that Jack is being left the estate. Yeah, so they fucking tackle him and literally start beating him up. They're, like, in the limo, and he, like, crawls out of the top of the sunroof of the limo, and then yeah. Uncle Phil, like, drives them out in the limo. Yeah, so, like, they, like, somehow in this attack get put in the limo, and then Jack gets out, so then Uncle Phil just, like, drives him away with the limo, like the smooth motherfucker he is. It's true. Um, by the way, I want to um, add that this is post-Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, because Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ended in 96. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought that this was before. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, Uncle Phil deserves more than that. <laughs> Damn. Um, so then Jack meets um, this pretty blonde lawyer, and she explains that the entire estate has been left to Lucky, the dog, because Lucky is the only one with um, the heart for it. Yeah, the heart <laughs> and spirit to enjoy it properly, is right. what she says. And Jack has been named the trustee of Lucky because of what he showed at the dog therapist office. The one time that he met this right. man. <laughs> and so in order to uh, be in charge of Lucky and his trust, Jack has to live at the estate. And he has to follow what Lucky wants with the money. That's right. the whole reason he was left as a trustee. Um, and for, for, for like a, a brief moment, we see Jack start like itching his ear like a dog. And, like, we also see, like, Lucky doing the same thing, so we're like, hmm, that's weird. Um, and Jack is, like, trying to confirm this whole situation. He's like, so I just get to live here and do right. whatever I want, basically. <laughs> and the attorney's like, yeah. And then she says, unless the heirs can prove that you're incompetent. Right. So. Uh, so the lawyer leaves, and Jack just kind of runs around screaming, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Yeah, and Uncle Phil is a driver, and he lives there, and he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to, I call them the heirs from now on, instead of, like, the niece and the nephews. Oh, I call shorter. them spoiled brats, or rich <laughs> Oh, I call the one rich bitch, yeah. so. 
Uh, so they're talking with a different lawyer, and he also says that they can claim the money if they prove that Jack is incompetent. But the lawyer is like this like greedy, seedy, slimy lawyer, and he's like, I want 30% of the estate. And we learn that uh, at this point, they don't have access to any money. Um, they can't get jobs. Oh. <sighs> the, the, the poor people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, have to, they can't cut back on spending because my shampoo is imported. Yes. Um, and they can't go back into the house um, because... Until they prove that he's incompetent. Right. And the lawyer wants to, like, uh, like create this story for the jury. And in order to do that, they have to, like, stay away from the house because it's just too uh, emotional. Also, why do they live there? I don't know because he's rich. I don't know. Why <laughs> do they not have let, parents? Why would you let your horrible adult nieces and nephews right. live with you? <laughs> When they're literally the worst. Uh, and they're like, um, well, you want 30% of our estate, so we'll consider. Uh, so then we come back to that night, Jack is living his best life in the bathtub. Yeah, he has this huge bubble bath in this big-ass bathtub. Think of, think of um, Josh Peck whenever he's got the alligator, <laughs> and he's like, shaving in the bathtub. <laughs> but not as fun. <laughs> um, but also, at this point, I ask myself, how old is he supposed to be? Because they never tell you that. No. <laughs> they never tell you how old he's supposed to be. I mean, like, he must have been, like, in his, like... 20s or 30s or something in real life. Right, but they never, like, give you an idea of how right. old he's supposed to be. I don't know how much school you have to go to to be a licensed dog therapist. I don't think any. I don't think he went to school. <laughs> I think he started this practice at 14. Uh, so then the housekeepers walk in, and they don't really know that Jack is living there. <laughs> they just, like, walk in, and Jack is underwater. And then he, like, comes back out, and, they, and he, like, scares them, and they, like, run off screaming. And he's like, oh, I'm just having fun in the bathtub. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, dinner is ready. Yeah, um, and then we come back to the the heirs. They're staying at this shitty motel, and life is horrible. And instead of paying the lawyer, what if, one of the nephews suggests, they kill the dog? Yeah, I said the evilest one suggests that they kill Lucky. And then I said, okay, Cruella de Vil. Right. Um, and then, okay, like... I know I saw this in like TV shows like back in the 90s, but like were vibrating beds really a thing? Yeah, the like the stupid one who's like the Sid of them, like Sid from The Lion King, the one hyena who's always chewing on his own leg. Yeah, he's just like comedic relief. Yeah, the stupid one is like. I was gonna look this up, but I forgot to. Yeah, they're, they're like, we only have one quarter left. What are we going to do? And he's like, can I use it for the vibrating bed? And they're like, sure. So he puts cool. a quarter in, and then the bed vibrates. So that's... Who used a vibrating bed? But I mean, they also had water beds. That was a big thing. So like... But I mean, like, I feel like water beds make sense, uh, at well, least. why did water beds just, like, go out of existence, though? I don't know. Maybe because they kept, like, leaking or something? <laughs> <laughs> People who are experts on mattresses from the 90s. Why were... Well, like, they were only, like, in motels, though, right? Like, vibrating beds? Did people, like, have vibrating beds in their homes? I don't think so. I don't know. Because <laughs> my aunt they used to have a water bed in her home. <laughs> I mean, people have, like, vibrating chairs. Yeah, but those are, like, massage chairs. Yeah, maybe this is supposed They're to be, not, like, like, a massage bed. <laughs> I don't know. I was one year old. Because I remember there was an episode of Full House where they stayed at a shitty motel, and they had a vibrating bed, and they, like, put a quarter in it, and Nikki and Alex are on the bed, and they're like, earthquake! <laughs> and that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, oh, so they they don't really disregard his suggestion, but they're like, let's try something else first. Right. Um, so then we cut back to the house, and Jack tells the housekeepers that Lucky wants him to spend the money. Um, and then he's, uh, like, sitting there talking to the housekeepers, and he's just like, did, did you want to go outside? And they're like, what? No, we didn't say anything. And um, he's like, no, if you wanted to go outside, then go outside. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We didn't say anything. Yeah, and it keeps, like, cutting back from, like, Jack to, like, Lucky, so we know that, like, oh, right. Lucky's communicating with him. Right, so Jack um, finally realizes that he can actually read Lucky's mind. And he starts talking to Lucky, but we never actually hear Lucky talk. We only hear barks that Jack can understand. I appreciate that, because I think it would have been way worse if, if they tried to do, like, a dog voice. Right. Well, we kind of get into that, but if they had, like, a dog voice <laughs> in his head, I think that would have been a lot worse. That is one of the things that I appreciate about Airbud was that Airbud never talked... And his children shouldn't have either. Anyway. <laughs> well, okay, it's one thing whenever dogs talk, like, just, it's their minds, but their mouths don't move. If their mouths move, that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Sometimes they can get away with just, like, talking in their minds, because that's how Homeward Bound is, and I like mm-hmm. Homeward Bound, so. <laughs> um, so then he starts talking to Lucky, and Jack is like, 
hey, um, you know, why is this happening again? This wasn't fun for me last time. And I'm like, oh, like, what happened last time? I thought mm-hmm. you were pretty successful. Um, and we... Um, Jack also tells Lucky, don't get too excited or they'll think I'm crazy. Right. So we don't really know what that means yet. Right. And so um, Lucky's just, like, going around, like, trying to find his spot to do his business. Yeah, they, he takes him outside. <laughs> Lucky is, like, literally just trying to pee and Jack will not stop talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's pee shy. Right. He's just like, <laughs> are you done yet? And he's like, I haven't even found a spot, you dick. Yeah. And so he's about to, like, go. And then all of a sudden we see him, like, kind of freak he's, out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, starts chasing his tail. Yeah. And then Jack is, like, kind of like, hey, hey, calm down. Like, don't freak out. We don't want this to right. happen. And then it happens. He gets too excited because he's trying to find this bone that he buried. Right. And so all of a sudden, Jack, like, drops down to all fours, and he's like, where's that bone? Where's, where's that bone? Where's the bone? Where's the bone? And he does this horrible voice, which is supposed to be, like, the dog's voice. It's just this, like, deeper version of his voice with, like, a stupid accent. It's, it's not good. And he's like, who is that talking to this? Yeah, and so, like, the maids are like, what the fuck is going on? So they go outside. Right, they literally see Jack and Lucky. Both of them are on all fours digging in the ground yeah. for a bone. It's weird. So the maids come outside, and they're like, hey, like, are you okay? What's going on? And he's like, gotta find my bone! Gotta find my bone! (laughs) And um, the one maid is just like, sir, like, get up. Like, what are you doing? And so then he starts, like, chasing the maid for some reason. Yeah, they're, like, rolling around in the grass, and then they, like, crawl inside. Um, and we see the housekeepers, like, packing up their possessions, and they're like, you know what, he's probably got the devil in him, so we're gonna, (laughs) which, like, they're smart. Um, also, okay, the other maid, I couldn't find her on the IMDb page, but she is in other stuff. Yeah, she's, like, one of those people who's been in, like, everything. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so they leave, and as they're, like, walking out the front door, we see that the living room is completely trashed, like, the couches are all chewed up, there's feathers everywhere. Jack and Lucky are just... Having a time. <laughs> I don't know how that happened so quickly, or I don't know why it took the maid so long to pack. I guess, like, because the dog's, like, spirit is in Jack or whatever, but, like, you gotta be strong to rip up pillows with your teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Especially with, like, human teeth that aren't sharp. I don't know. There's no logic to this I movie. don't know. So, oh, they also <laughs> run outside and howl at the moon. Yeah, they chase the housekeepers out, and the housekeepers are like, we gotta go. They're just like, uh, bye. Yeah, and so they start howling at the moon, and Uncle Phil is watching this, and he's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so then we cut to the next morning, and Jack wakes up on a destroyed living room floor, and he doesn't remember anything of what happened. Um, and he's like, Lucky, what did I say about getting excited? Look what happened. Uh, so then Uncle Phil walked in and was just like, so you talked to the dog? <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, why did he chew up my Italian leather gloves? And uh, Kurt Jack says, he couldn't resist. He loves Italian food, which I feel like Italian leather does not taste like Italian food, but that just might be me. <laughs> and Uncle Phil's just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so in the kitchen, Jack finally explains that when... Uh, the dog becomes excited. When Lucky becomes excited, he becomes the dog. Like, Lucky's, like, sort of spirit, like, possesses his body. Yeah, and okay, so Uncle Phil takes this pretty well. Like, he laughs, and he still kind of thinks that it's a joke, but he's also just, like, whatever. He's like, also just like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, this is the job I've had for the past, like, 15 years. Yeah, and he's like, you're my fucking boss now, apparently. Yeah. He's my boss, so. <laughs> like, I don't care enough to find another job. Exactly. <laughs> Which, like, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, he said he, well, he doesn't say this, but I put, he doesn't care as long as they get to keep the place, so. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then he explains that Lucky hasn't really eaten since Windsor uh, died. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jack is like, what is wrong, Lucky? And Lucky takes us to a flashback. Yeah, because that's a thing that dogs can do, apparently. (laughs) So we see that Lucky is, like, going to the kitchen, and Mr. Windsor is, like, stirring his drink. It's, like, a rainy night, and Lucky has his, like, leash in his mouth. And Mr. Windsor's like, Lucky, it's, like, the coldest night of the year. We can't go out. And Lucky's like, hmm. Lucky's like, woof. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, so he, like, he takes a drink of his drink, and he goes outside, and he takes Lucky for a walk. And we can see that it's, like, raining, it's, like, cold outside, and he, like, lets him go off the leash so he could like do whatever and so lucky runs off and then he turns back and he sees windsor has fallen to the ground he's grabbing his heart what's happened by the time lucky went over there he was pretty much already gone and then tear rolls down your eyes yeah (laughs) and then we come back in and jack is like okay well we have to cheer you up so let's go somewhere and lucky's like i want to go to the mall for some reason, that's where Lucky wants to go. So Jack is like, no, right? And Lucky gets excited because they're going to the mall. 
Um, also, at one point, Jack tells him not to blame himself and that he needs to eat, but Lucky just wants to go to the mall. And right. <laughs> yeah, because the dog blames himself. Yeah, he's like, you can't blame yourself for taking uh, Windsor outside, and then he fell over and died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess it's a nice sentiment. Like, I love my dogs. I hope that they care about me. <laughs> Um, so then because Lucky gets excited, Jack and Lucky, um, crawl on all fours into the car and itch behind their ears with their leg. Yeah, and Uncle Phil just lets them go to the mall like that. Like, if I were Uncle Phil, I'd be like, okay, we're not going to the mall till you calm down and become a human again. But he doesn't do that. So they drive out, and then we see that the three evil brats are in this van, and they start following This, like, 1960s, like, Volkswagen bus. Yeah, we don't know why, but they, well, we do know why, but they just start following them, and they have, like, this old, like, family video recorder thing. They see Jack and Lucky both, like, sticking their heads out the window, and they're like, this guy is crazy. Yeah, so they're, like, trying to take a video, and they're like, did you press record, and it's the dumb one holding the camera, and he's like, I got it, I got it, and they're, like, trying to get the video, um, and then they, like, I don't know, go to make a, make a turn or something, and they try to, like, lose them, and then they somehow end up getting into a car accident, and whenever they hit another car, they realize that they weren't recording, and they also just leave. They just get into a hit and run, they're like, fuck you, we're rich, but not really. Um, and then they're like, okay, well, the one, the evil, evil nephew is like, um, I think we should talk about killing this dog again, and then, like, he briefly mentions, uh, mentions, uh, I did it once before, I can do it again, but, like, no one says anything about it, it's just, like, briefly mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the niece is like, no, that is too suspicious, it's too early, and she's like, I'm going to use my charm. She said, my irresistible charm, and I wrote, okay, Jenna Maroney. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use my sexuality. Sexuality. (laughs) Um, okay, so they finally get to the mall, and Calvin is so done with Jack's dog bullshit but they go into, he, uh, Jack changes back to his normal self. They right, go, because um, Uncle Phil tossed a bone back that was in the car. He was driving the limo, and he tossed a bone back, and whenever Jack dove for it, he hit his head and just, like, snapped out of it and doesn't remember anything. Right. Um, so at the mall, they find out that the attorney, Allison, has more papers for them to sign or something. Well, first of all, they're just, like, in the mall with a fucking dog. You can't do that. I, I wrote that. You can't do that. Maybe in other places you can, but, like, not here. He's not a service dog. Well, obviously. I mean, but he has enough money. If you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. I'm sure Jeffree Star could walk around the mall with his dogs in his purse. Well, I mean, like, those are, like, in in his purse. I feel like that's different. Like, okay, I used to work in retail, right? (laughs) And we had, like, service dogs come in all the time. It, like, wasn't a big deal. They had, like, a little harness. Uh, But there was one lady who had this, like, Yorkie service dog, and she would just, like, hold it, like, on a pillow and it was, like, for emotional support or whatever. It never, like, got around and crawled or anything. I thought it was fake. <laughs> but then there was this other guy who, um, he claimed he had an emotional support dog. Everyone knew that it wasn't because it wasn't registered. He didn't have, like, a little, like, vest or whatever. And every time that, like, they kicked him out, he's like, oh, I'm staying in Missouri, blah, 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 blah. But, like, the dog would just, like, walk around, like, looking like it wanted to kill itself. I felt so bad for it. <laughs> Well, I think it's really shitty whenever people use dogs and say that they're service dogs when they're not, because then you're right. just, like, ruining it for people who actually have service dogs and who actually need them. Right. Especially for people who don't have, like, visible disabilities, who, like, aren't blind or who, like, aren't, like, leaning on them for support. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes it seem like they don't need them when they, like, in fact do. So, don't there do is, that. There was only one time that a dog, that an actual dog was let into the store, and it was, like, I don't know, an hour before closing on, like, a Wednesday night in the middle of winter, so, like, no one was there. And it was, um, I can't remember if he was still working there. It was a manager um, and his daughter. And they just, like, I guess they were, like, on a walk or something and just, like, decided to stop in or something like that. And he, like, never really made it past, like, the front, like, door area. And, like, he was a manager, so it didn't matter. And the dog wasn't, like, doing anything. And there was no one there. Right. But there's this furniture store. Sorry. Back to the story. Right. There's this <laughs> furniture store in the mall that they're, like, going through because apparently for some reason that's a thing. And the dog, like, goes to sit on the couch and he's, like, talking to him. It's this, like, big leather couch. And he's, like, are you sure? Like, this is pretty expensive. And he's, like, okay, this is the one you want. And so the guy who, like, owns the store walks over and he's, like, why is there a dog sitting on my couch? And he's, like, we'll take this one. And he's, like, we'll take two of them. We'll take five of them. And the guy's, like, oh, okay. He's, like, we can deliver those next week. And he's, like, how about tonight? Yeah, they like, lucky fucking wants next day delivery. Yeah, and the guy's, like, <laughs> spoiled okay. brat. Yeah. Well, yeah, he just has all this money. He has $64 million. He <laughs> he's, like, no, no I need next. <laughs> I need it delivered today. I mean, they don't have any couches. They did chew up all the other ones. So I don't yeah. really blame him Well, that like, much. the store owner was just, like, um, what are you doing here? And then they're like, oh, we're going to spend all this money. And they're just like, okay, have fun. I mean, I feel like that's what they'd really do. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
so they like buy a bunch of shoes too, and then they go to the pet store, and they're like pulling out like all these toys, and like he's like, and not that one, not that one, it's like not that one. It's like the buying everything my dog touches challenge. It's right. like that basically. <laughs> um. So like you mentioned earlier, the lawyer is like, we need you to sign these papers. So we're just gonna like come meet you at the fucking mall. Yeah. So they meet up with him at the pet store, and so we see Allison, and then we see this little girl, and she's like looking at these puppies, and she's, she's like, like no. I want one. <laughs> And so they, like, walk over, and she's like, maybe someday, sweetie, or something. Yeah, and then Jack comes over, and he's like, oh, look at You getting the puppy? And the girl just, like, hugs her mom in response. Yeah, and then... And she says, we can't have a puppy because my dad got the house. Yeah, a very subtle way to bring up the fact that Allison is single. <laughs> well, he literally mentioned, he's like, oh, single. Just, like, to himself. Oh, my God. They're so sly, Disney. Uh, so then the daughter and Lucky just, like, run off in the pet store, and he starts, and Jack, like, starts to sign these documents, because you can't just, like, stop by business hours, you have to, like, meet them in the fucking mall, and he starts growling as a cat as it walks, as it, like, walks by with its owner. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it cut to, um, Jack is talking with Allison on an escalator, and she says, I haven't spent the afternoon at the mall since I lived in Nebraska. And Jack is like, what'd you do in Nebraska? Tip over cows? Which, like, honestly, I would think that, too. And then she says, <laughs> FYI, there's a lot of fun things to do in the Midwest. <laughs> Which is not true. <laughs> we live in the Midwest, and we can tell you there's not that much fun things to do. But also, like, the Midwest is awesome, but it kind of sucks. So I mean, we don't live in, like, the farmland of the Midwest. We live in, like, a popular, like, metropolitan, like, major city. <laughs> But it's still the Midwest. But we don't have, like, a beach or, like, mountains or anything. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think that I'm cut out for, like, city life, like, New York or no. L.A. or anything. So, I'm fine. The, the city Midwest. we have is fine. Midwest and is I fine. don't want a beach. <laughs> I mean, I like the beach, but also I get sunburned all the time, so. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I almost said I'm practically albino, but I feel like that might be offensive to albino people. Sorry if that offends you. Sorry. I just have really fair skin. Yeah, um, so as Allison, oh, she's talking about the Midwest, and she's like, oh, I come from a big family, I have seven siblings or something. No, well, she was like, I have siblings and cousins, and she's like, she's like, I don't know, she mentions that's like, she had like a couple siblings and like a couple cousins, and they're like, I don't know, it's a big family, we're always there for each other. No, I think she said she had seven sisters. Oh, really? Yeah, so she does have a big family. Well, I would just like to say. (laughs) Oh my god, Elizabeth's family is huge. Okay, well, I come from a big family, and as... Um, being on the younger side, I, <laughs> some of, like, my older cousins, I don't really know them very well, so, like, I feel like maybe if I was in, like, a life or death situation, they'd, they'd probably help me, but they also, I wouldn't also, also wouldn't call them, <laughs> I don't have most of their numbers on my phone. Well, yeah, it's different, like, I have cousins, but they're all way older than me, like, aunt-uncle age older than me, so I don't really know what I don't have like. any cousins that are my age, so maybe that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, she's talking about missing a big family or whatever. As this is happening, Lucky is riding a little mall train with Allison's daughter. I don't remember what her name is. Um, Anyway, Lucky starts sniffing around the mall, and so Jack is kind of like... Yeah, they come to the fucking food court. Let's bring a dog to the food court. (laughs) A not very well-behaved dog, might I add. Right. This dog is not well-behaved, and they're just letting him in the mall. Right, so then they smell Chinese food, and at this point, Lucky has, like, come into Jack again, because he's so excited about this food. Oh, well, first, wait, so Jack is still talking to Allison, and he's about to ask her if they want to, like, do something sometime, but yeah. as he's about to say something, he's like, do you smell that? <gasps> smell pork rinds. <laughs> yeah, and so he starts, like, listing all these, like, Chinese foods, and then they just, like, run over to the Chinese Well, first, Jack goes, yee-haw! <laughs> <laughs> Why is Lucky country? Why is everyone in these movies country when they don't live in the country? (laughs) So then Jack and Lucky just start crawling through the food court, eating everything they possibly can. They jump onto the counter at the Chinese food place and just eat the food. You can't do that. And then both of them, like, stick their heads into the trash. Yeah, so everyone's, like, freaking out. Yeah, it's just too much. Um, the rich brats see... They're outside the house spying on all the same-day deliveries. Right, right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's so tacky. They're gonna rip up the marble floors. Well, yeah, they spend all this money on steaks and toys. It's all being, uh, delivered. And Jack reprimands Lucky. And then the rich bits decides it's time. She's like, it's time for my charm. <laughs> my sexuality. So she, like, comes over. And she's like, oh. She's like, oh, hello there. I'm sorry, I didn't get to introduce myself properly. She's not actually British. I don't know why we're doing that. <laughs> 
those are very bad British accents, sorry. <laughs> um, she, like, starts talking, and he's like, oh, we're tearing out the marble. And she's like, what? Oh, the marble. The marble. And he's he's like, like, yeah, we're putting in AstroTurf. And she's like, <gasps> And she's like, oh, oh, well, um, that, that, that's just a choice. Yeah. Um, and then... And then, like, um, a bunch of bones arrive, and Jack starts, like, shitting himself because all these bones show up. Yeah, Lucky is, like, in him, and Jack gives this long monologue about burying bones, and he's like, it's the best. You get to bury them, and then dig them back up, and then bury them, and dig them back up, and the woman's just like... So then she calls him disgusting. She's like, you're disgusting. And then, (laughs) since Lucky is in Jack, Lucky knows this lady, and she's like, and she's like, and, um... He's like, oh, I want to do this for a long time. Is this the, at this point? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He, like, he starts chasing her. Yeah, and so he just fucking attacks her. Yeah, and he, like, tears off this little, like, back part of her skirt. It's not scandalous because there's still, like, more material there. Right. And she's like, oh, oh, and then, like, runs away. <laughs> Is that a good impression? Yeah. <laughs> so then she goes back to the van, and they're like, you know what? It's dog murder time. Yeah, because that's fine. Um, at this point, Jack thanks Calvin for keeping his crazy secret, and at, they're also they're setting up a whole special dog room for Lucky. Right. So they're like, Lucky, our we're finally gonna make you happy because your owner died, and you know grief takes time, but we can fix it with material things. So Jack and uh, Uncle Phil are like, Lucky, look at this new paradise you have created for yourself, but Lucky is still sad. Um, Even a dog realizes you can't buy happiness. That's what I wrote. So then Jack is just kind of sitting there. He takes off his sock, and they start to play tug of war, and it's fun. And then Lucky barks, and then Jack is like, um, no. Uh, But we don't know what it is. And he's like, no, we're not going to start that. But then Lucky barks again. He's like, okay, but only for tonight. And then we cut to Lucky sleeping in Jack's bed. It's really nice. Oh, so cute. Um, so then we see the nieces and nephews pulling up to the house in the middle of the night. They climb the fence, and they cut the alarm and start sneaky, sneaking throughout the house. Yeah, so they, like, go into the living room, pitch black, because they cut off all the power, and they, like, hand out these little, like, blowgun dark... Tranquilizer guns? Yeah, and they're like, just one, and then we'll drag the dog into the house. I don't know what their plan was after that. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't explain that. They're just like, okay, let's split up everyone. Yeah, so one, like, ends up shooting a mechanical dog, one hides under a bear rug for some reason and ends up ends up getting shot, another one ends up getting shot and spills everything and makes noise, which wakes up Jack and Lucky. Yeah, and so they go wake up Uncle Phil, and they're like, somebody's in the house, and they're right. like, you go like, downstairs. We're gonna go catch him. They're like, you go downstairs, we'll check up here. Like, Right, okay. so everyone in the house is just sneak sneaking about, um, and then two of them... And then, like, the niche gets shot, too. All three of them get shot at some point. Because they're stupid. Right. And then, eventually, they um, go downstairs, uh, Jack and Lucky do, and they, like, come across them, but they can't see them because the lights are still out or something. Right, and they both just, like, go insane. They're, like, barking and yelling. And- yeah, and so they're like, oh, this is our one shot, Mom spaghetti. And so <laughs> they try and shoot him, but they somehow, oh, they're out of tranquilizers. Right. So they can't do anything. And so then Jack and Lucky are just, like, losing their fucking minds, so then they um, decide to jump off the balcony into the hot tub. Yeah, somehow they get upstairs, run to the top, break through the window and jump into the pool without any injuries it's it's fine it's right. whatever <laughs> so the next day the cops are at the house and jack is like i couldn't see them but i know it was them from their smell and the cop is like uh what and he's like you know what i'm, I'm just not gonna explain it no yeah. <laughs> he's just like whatever it's fine and so, so then the heirs uh we cut to the heirs going to back to the greasy slimy lawyer they're all like beat up like limping and they're like we're ready to take the deal, but the lawyer's like, um, my deal has moved up to 50%. And they're like, what? Preposterous. And the dumb one says, that's almost half. <laughs> People are stupid. Uh, but then they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. So then um, Allison, show- Allison, the lawyer, shows up at Jack's door. Um, they turn on the TV to see the heirs and the lawyer announcing the lawsuit. Um, and it's to basically say um, their complaint is that Jack is incompetent. And unstable. And unstable of taking care of the money. And Allison is like, hey, you know, like, we're going to go to court, and I need to know everything, like, if I have anything against you uh, before we go. And Jack is like, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's, like, trying to impress her. I think that was, like, the whole point, because he doesn't want to, like, make her think that he's crazy or something. <laughs> but, like, that's your lawyer. You need right? to tell her, even if you are crazy. 
So, apparently, all of the pre-trial proceedings just don't happen, and we just automatically cut to the courtroom. Yeah, so the first person testifying is the guy whose dog was, like, he was sleeping during his first session. He's like, this guy's a phony. He was sleeping during my dog's session with him. He's fake. Right, and then the housekeeper also takes a stand, and she was like, he was insane, was barking at us, and Yeah, and everyone's, like, laughing at him or something. Right, they're like, he was tearing up the cushions, and everyone's like, <laughs> he's so crazy. Yeah, so they bring Uncle Phil up to the stand, too, and they're like, have you seen anything, like, blah, blah, blah. Well, first, Uncle Phil, fuck it, Uncle Phil fucking kills it. Yeah. Because Uncle Phil was a lawyer him. in Bel Air. Yeah. And eventually a judge. Yeah, so until. Yeah, until they ask him the direct question, have you seen him act like a dog? Yeah, and he can't lie under oath because he's a decent person. Right. So he right. says that, but he's really trying to, like, be there for him. Right. In the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he ran against his mentor because his mentor was corrupt and he wanted to help the little people. I so. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, Jack takes the stand and he tries to tell everyone the, everyone the truth. Um, that he used to be able to read dogs' minds, and then he lost it, but he can read Lucky's mind. And then the other lawyer is like, how convenient that you can read this dog's mind when his owner had $64 million. Right, and they're like, uh-huh, what is Lucky thinking about? And Lucky and Jack is like, he's thinking about the prosecutor's shoes. Which, like, it's not a great <laughs> defense. Well, yeah, but, like, how are you supposed to prove? Right. <laughs> That's what I was so confused. I was like, how are they going to prove it? Well, yeah, and then also, like... I was just going back to the beginning when they're like, scientists are stunned. Like, how do you prove that you're reading his mind? You can't. Right, and literally in the newspaper headlines, like, he's thinking of a bone. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So so then the niece takes the stand, and she starts describing the attack, and then he's like, and then he attacked me. And then she turns her, and then she says, with his teeth, and then turns around and shows the ripped skirt that she's still wearing. Well, apparently, they don't have any other clothes because they're, like, in the motel. Yeah, but, like, also it wasn't turned into evidence. <laughs> you can not. wear evidence in the courtroom. <laughs> For dramatic effect. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so at, at this point they, like, take a recess or something, and Allison's like, dude, what the fuck? I told you you need to tell me everything. And right, and she's like, well, the heirs are going to win, and they're going to take Lucky. And Jack is like, not Lucky. They can take the money, but they can't take Lucky. Yeah, and so he's like, put me up on stand. I'll have Lucky. Put me in, coach. Yeah, put me in, coach. <laughs> I'll go up on stand. I thought it was you walking through the door. <laughs> You're too many references in, okay? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Jack is on the stand, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna read Lucky's mind, but Lucky starts blanking, and he's like, and Jack is like, Lucky, are you fucking kidding me? You can't fucking do this right now. And then the prosecutor calls Lucky ignorant and mindless, and Lucky fucking goes off. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Lucky and Jack both get angry. Um... And in order to prove that Jack, or Lucky is actually, like, inside Jack, and, like, Jack is speaking for Lucky, they decide to have them stand, like, back-to-back, like, Jack and Lucky. Well, well first, they have to say, because they have to, like, ask the judge if it's okay for him to go on stand and try and prove that he's reading his mind. And she's like, that's kind of silly, but if the other lawyer agrees to it, like, sure, I guess that's fine. And so the other lawyer's like, if I get one person who thinks that this is true, then he can do it. And then Calvin stands up, Uncle Phil comes Uncle in, Phil. and he's like... I believe him. And so they get to do <laughs> oh, this thing. Yeah, yeah, they get to do this demonstration. <laughs> yeah, so then they have Jack and Lucky stand back to back, and they'll give items for Lucky to smell that Jack can't see. Um, and then uh, Jack will describe them, and I guess that'll prove it. <laughs> yeah, so the first one is a pin, and he's like, it's a cheap motel pin that you stole. And they're like, oh. Ooh. And he's like, anyone Ooh. could have one lucky guess. So then they, like, go to the next thing, and... Sorry, those are my headphones clicking. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, they, they're like, do another item. So they go to the next one, and it's something... I didn't write them down. Whatever. <laughs> it's something else. He gets it right again. They're like, oh, no, no way. way. It works. And then <laughs> Jack makes Lucky's final plea, and Lucky is, like, making this monologue through Jack, and he's like... Uh, Jack needed me, and I needed him. Jack is learning to love the little things in life. And (laughs) while this is happening, Lucky realizes that he saw the evil, evil nephew poison his uncle that night. Yeah, because the the uncle, or the, yeah, the nephew 
is like pouring this like Alka Seltzer or whatever into his drink, and then he lucky remembers that he saw yeah. him do that. I guess he like that, blocked it out from PTSD. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so he realizes what's happened, and Jack is still like in Lucky's mind, so he knows, and he does like the whole Legally Blonde thing, and it's like it was you. <laughs> I thought it was you walking through the door. He's like the ammonium by Glockley, <laughs> and Lucky's like or Jack's like. Lucky may not know what you did, but I do. Right, he's like, I saw it. I, you poisoned him. So then the nephew pulls out a fucking gun. Yeah, in the middle of this fucking courtroom. I mean, I know, this is like pre-2001. But He pulls out a gun into the guards. Instead of, like, shooting him or something, they, like, put their guns down. I feel like even in 1998, you can't bring a gun into a courthouse. And the guards should do something. They're literally trained to, like, do something, aren't they? So then the three, the nieces and the niece and nephew start to back out of the courtroom. But then Lucky decides to throw caution to the wind and just attack them. Yeah, he jumps on the on the evil one with the gun, and we hear the gun go off, and we're like, "Oh no, what's happened?" And when Lucky does that, he like tackles him, and the guards are able to like get the yeah, they get the three of them arrested, and and they like go over to Lucky, and they're like, "Oh, Lucky, are you okay?" And And it looks like like he's been shot at first, and then they're like, (laughs) "He's just laying on the ground, like taking a break." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it just grazed his ear." And then Jack does this thing where he's like, "Ow, my ear!" Uh-huh. Everyone, Everyone laughs. laughs. <laughs> I hated that. We can never say anything in unison ever again. That was awful. I don't like it. This movie, <laughs> life imitates art. <laughs> this movie's brought out the worst in us. <laughs> um, okay, so we cut to um, Jack taking Allison through his house, and he's like, I've got a big surprise. And they walk out, and they see Uncle Phil with Allison's daughter, and she's with the puppy that she wanted, and she's like, we're going to keep him at Jack and Lucky's house, so I can still have this dog, kind of, but it's not going to live with us. Yeah, and Jack gives this little speech about how, now you can have a big family. You have family. a big family. <laughs> all of us. And then he points to, like, 50 other dogs in his yard. <laughs> yeah, he bought all of the pets from the pet shop. <laughs> And everyone smiles and laughs at the dog. And then Jack says, "You fi- Lucky, you finally got everything you wanted. Your old man knew what he was doing when he named you Lucky. And then Lucky goes, woof. And he goes, yeah, I guess I'm lucky too. Yeah, and then the credits start rolling in that one song. And they're together in the song place. Yeah. Um, I would, the only thing I want to note from the credits is that the, the dog who played Lucky's name was Bogus, which is how I feel about this movie. Bogus? Bogus was the name of the dog that played Lucky. Hmm, fitting. <laughs> So, um, as you could probably tell as we read that, we weren't the biggest fans of this movie. No. Definitely not my fave. No. As far as rating goes, I give this a one star. I was going to give it, like, I was going to give it a two, but I feel like that I need to save two for other movies. Yeah, because you give given, like, Paper Brigade and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one. Yeah. I give this, <laughs> this a one. to the bottom of my list. This is the last of my list. Mine goes Northern Lights, Paper Brigade, and You Lucky Dog. Elizabeth doesn't oh. know her last. It's just her last. It's fine. <laughs> look, look on the list. There's a link in the description. You can see our list. Do you have the link in the description? Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, look at our list. Check it out. Uh, shoot, I forgot to write what the next one is. It may or may not be Brink, but I'm not positive. Oh, isn't that like the rollerblading one? Yeah. Oh, that's the one with the guy from the Princess Diaries, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I can't wait. <laughs> I, I think Brink is next. I may be wrong. There may be one that I don't know what it is, but I think it's Brink. So, fun. Fun yeah. times. That's exciting. Again, one star, bottom of our list. This, this is not exciting. a fun one. <laughs> but next one should be better, so look out for that. Hope you still had fun to us roasting this <laughs> So hope this you movie. still had fun. Yeah. So, bye. Bye.